0: I always, always, always advocate for patients to speak up for themselves, so if you're listening to this and you think you meet criteria to be screened for lung cancer, but nobody's ever brought it up to you before, there is zero harm in asking your provider about it.
1: This is the James Cancer-Free World Podcast. Welcome, I'm Steve Wartenberg, and my guest is Michael Wirt. Mike is a pulmonologist and medical director of the James Lung Cancer Screening Program, Mike will fill us in on the new guidelines for lung cancer screening, why lung cancer screening is important and saves lives, some of the ins and outs of the actual screening technology, and the new James Mobile Lung Cancer Screening Unit that's out on the road in Columbus and beyond screening people all over the state. Welcome back to the podcast, Mike. Thanks for having me, Steve. Happy to be here. So this is a big topic, big news, the new mobile unit that's out there. But before we get to that, I think we should get a little background. Sure. And I wasn't really aware of this, but there's new guidelines on screening, on who should be screened and at what ages and things like that. So fill us in.
0: So... It's, it's more complicated than it needs to be, first and foremost. So, yes, the American Cancer Society just came out with new screening guidelines. Their recommendations are patients aged 50 to 80 who have smoked, who have a 20-pack year smoking history, which means smoked one pack per day for 20 years, two packs per day for 10 years, etc. And a key difference between the current guidelines and older guidelines is they removed the quit date requirement for when you smoked so yes so the prior guidelines said that you you screen current smokers but also former smokers as long as they quit smoking within the past 15 years the brand new guidelines from the american cancer society have gotten rid of that so they basically said as long as you meet the 20 pack year requirement it does not matter when you quit; you will still qualify for screening.
1: So, if you started at 16, pack a day till you're 36 or 40. You're now 70. You should get screened.
0: Technically, and that's why I say it's a little bit because there's still conflicting guidelines depending on you know what society you you follow. So, the United States Pre- Preventative Service Task Force uh, they still have the quit date requirement in there. Um, and then some insurance companies aren't—not everybody's on the same page quite yet. But I think in the big picture, the more all-encompassing guidelines are, the better. And I think everybody will eventually develop universal
1: universal guidelines. Okay. And so lung cancer screening is—well, what is it? Like, how do you actually do it And what are you looking for we sort of know on on mammograms you'll see a spot on a colonoscopy you'll you'll if if there's cancer you'll see the cancer what do you what do you look for
0: so first and foremost lung cancer screening in my opinion is the easiest of all of our cancer lung cancer of all of our cancer screenings Uh, It does not require any preparation uh, like a colonoscopy. It's not uncomfortable like screening for cervical cancer, prostate cancer, mammograms, breast cancer. That's not to say you should not get all those screenings. You 100% should. Yes. But lung cancer screening is very simple. You don't even have to change out of your clothes. Uh, It's a one to two minute CT scan or or just a, a CAT scan of your lungs. It's not like an MRI tube where you're stuck in it for 30 or 45 minutes and it can be kind of uncomfortable and claustrophobic. I cannot overemphasize how easy lung cancer screening is. So you get a quick picture of your lungs and then some, one of our experts will read it within a day or so and let us know if there's any concerning spots or nodules uh, is what we call them. Uh, And then we'll get you in to see an expert if something abnormal shows up on there.
1: So the lungs are pretty big. So you got to take a picture of like pretty much the upper yep. torso yep. and does anything block the lungs like ribs is there any so does that make the screening harder or is it really clear and easy to see
0: very clear and easy to see and this is why some people think just a regular x-ray is enough uh to to do lung cancer screening and it really isn't because an x-ray just gives you a kind of a over. it gives you a picture of the forest that doesn't give you a detailed picture of the trees uh and there are some impediments uh to the lungs on an x-ray so that's why a cat scan is needed but you get a great high definition high definition picture of the lungs
1: so if someone had early stage or late later stage lung cancer what would it look like in that x-ray
0: so an early stage cancer would show up probably as a, a tiny spot or nodule is what we call it uh usually about a, a centimeter to three centimeters would be uh, a, a nodule. Um, and if that was the only spot that showed up on a, on a scan, you could potentially be cured of your cancer that way. Hopefully, the screening scan doesn't show uh, advanced stage cancer. But some people with advanced stage cancers have very large masses or tumors, four or five centimeters, swollen lymph nodes, multiple other spots in the lungs uh, that would show up.
1: And if that was the case, that person might have metastatic lung cancer as well, meaning further screening would be required? Uh,
0: Further further testing would definitely be required, yes,
1: yep. Wow, so this is the key here. Tell us why it's so important to get screened for these people who are in the higher risk, the smokers, and and how that can save their lives.
0: Lung cancer still accounts for more cancer-related deaths in, in the country than deaths from breast cancer, colon cancer, and prostate cancer combined. Okay, so that's, we have a problem right off the bat with it, and I think one of the major reasons that's the case is because the stage or time when lung cancer is diagnosed is still, we're still diagnosing it once a patient becomes symptomatic, which usually means it's pretty advanced at that point. Whereas breast, prostate, colon cancers, we're still detecting most of those at fairly early stages due to screening, and the earlier you detect something, the better the chances you could even cure it by doing a surgery. So the, the key with lung cancer screening is to find a cancer before a patient ever becomes symptomatic. Because usually if you find something on a screening scan, it means it's going to be at a very early stage. And a patient has a great chance to get all sorts of therapy for it, including a surgery that could cure them of cancer. It might not even need chemotherapy or radiation therapy.
1: Surgery alone. Yep. Okay. And plus there's advances in treatment. So even people, you know, in the past, if, if it was at all advanced, that was really not going to be a good outcome, but outcomes are even better now with people a little further along.
0: Yeah. And that's, so, and that's a good point. This is not to discourage somebody who has advanced right. lung, oh, yeah. lung cancer. There are still plenty of, treatment options we have, but it's it's obviously better just to find these things that we call them stage one or stage two. Those are the earlier stage lung cancers in which surgery is very often the, an option for them.
1: So maybe it would be helpful for people to hear what would be symptoms of of lung cancer, which, also, which unfortunately means it's a little further advanced, but what would symptoms be?
0: So if a patient um, has a persistent kind of chronic cough, um, that hasn't gone away after a few months. And, and again, I stress just because you have a cough, it does not mean you right. have cancer. Right. It just means it's po- that yeah. it's possible yeah. in there. Coughing up blood is is never a good thing. So if you're coughing up blood, that's something you should notify your, your local provider about immediately. Unintentional weight loss, uh, night sweats, uh, persistent chest pain. Those are sort of things that would, again, not necessarily lead me to say, oh, that person has lung cancer, but it would suggest that a more investigation is needed. And that investigation could include not a screening CAT scan, but a more of a diagnostic CAT scan to see what's
1: going on. In that so if case. you have any of those symptoms, talk to your primary care physician who will know if, there, if, if you should go see you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Th- those are symptoms that you
0: should not kind of Ignore. minimize poo poo <laughs> yeah. ignore some things like aches and pains okay you can maybe ignore those and say that's part of getting old or something those other things i mentioned especially if you have a high risk you know a smoker prior high risk occupations like if you are around asbestos or work in a factory or something like that those are things just don't minimize them at least bring them up with your provider
1: oh that's a good point that if you're a smoker in particular if you have any of those yep. symptoms really be careful yes so although I, oh boy i bet smokers are a little they want to ignore the symptoms because there's a it's a fear yeah. it's a life changing thing so it's hard to act upon it but you really should
0: it, yeah. and that's kind of with screening tea, screening too you know i'm and i'm guilty of this as anybody sometimes you think like what i don't know can't hurt me yeah. not true what right. you don't know can hurt you so that's um the this fear that you you know might have a cancer or something A, chances are you probably don't. But B, even if you do, it's always, always, always better to find out before you got so sick that you ended up in a hospital. Because I do a lot of work in the hospital. I work in the ICU, for instance. And I, to this day, even with screening and people cutting down on smoking and whatnot, I still see way too many people who either haven't seen a doctor for a while or ignore their symptoms they come in when they're so sick and like coughing up blood for instance or short of breath and we get a cat scan and they have really advanced cancer at that point and they really don't even get a chance to get any sort of treatment and that's not that's not fair you know yeah. you if, so just don't don't minimize your symptoms always err in a side of caution give yourself that peace of mind uh that nothing's going on get screened
1: Okay. Well, that was a great overview. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hear about the new mobile lung cancer screening unit. In today's world, misinformation abounds. But at the Ohio State Health and Discovery website, we're addressing today's most relevant health, wellness, science, and research topics, all from the Ohio State experts you can trust we're tapping into physicians, scientists, and thought leaders across our medical center and health sciences colleges to give you the deeper story behind the headlines and the truth about the topics affecting the health of individuals, society, and the world. Visit health.osu.edu today. We're back with Mike Wirt, the medical director of the James Lung Cancer Screening Program. And you have a new tool at your disposal. So tell us all about the new mobile unit. Mobile
0: lung cancer screening, I think is going to be the, at the, the forefront cutting edge of lung cancer screening. The reason I say that is, so remember what I said a few minutes ago, that lung cancer screening is probably the easiest yeah. of all the screening, the lung, the cancer screenings that we have. Unfortunately, right now, a lot of our big screening centers are located near big cities. Um, In Ohio, for instance, our highest risk uh, patients, the, the patients who are at highest risk for getting lung cancers are oftentimes hours away from the nearest screening facility. So you're taking a very easy screening test and making it much more complicated than it needs to be. A patient might have to take a day off work and drive several hours just to go do a five minute screening test and that doesn't make any sense to us here at the James. So our goal is rather than have patients come to us for screening, we want to take the screening to the patients. Okay, so the mobile lung cancer screening is exactly how it sounds. It's a kind of a van or Winnebago, if you will, that is equipped with a mobile uh, CT scanner, a, a scan, a, a lung a lung scanner, uh, and some of our OSU personnel, and we take this the CT scan to some of our more Underserved, high-risk populations. So a patient doesn't have to get in the car and travel several hours. Just they to may go to not shop. have a car. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you can't, you know, taking a day off of work is a big deal yeah. uh, for somebody. And then this mobile unit will go to these areas, and a patient will, you know, either sign up or know about it through, you know, media, billboards, etc. And they'll get a quick lung cancer screening scan. Uh, we will read it within a day or so. And just as important as taking the screening to the patients, we also have protocols in place to make sure that we have follow, excellent follow yeah. up in place. Because the last thing you want to do is find something concerning and then have no way of getting a hold of the patient or making sure they're getting the appropriate follow up.
1: So you will make sure to call them and schedule them and get them in here or somewhere closer where they can Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you mentioned underserved pop- populations, which is the James is really reaching out to do that. They have a mobile mammogram. Uh, unit similar to this one, and they do colonoscopy screenings for underserved, often underinsured un- uninsured people. Yep. So, th- talk a little bit about, more about why you're doing this and why it's important to reach these underserved communities.
0: Our nationally, our lung cancer screening uh, adherence rates numbers are pretty dismal. Honestly, they're, they're better than they were a few years ago, but they're still we are still screening far too few eligible patients and i do think a large reason for that is lack of access to yeah. screening facilities uh particularly in the state of ohio like i mentioned so it, it it'll take some time and we're we'll, my hope is that over time we do chip away and there's no reason our screening adherence rates i mean technically they should be 100 uh that might be a little bit of a pipe dream but there's plenty of room for improvement right now and we think taking the screening to the patients with this mobile unit uh, is, is going to be a big way to achieve this.
1: I I also get the sense that education is a factor in the low rates that people and, and maybe a lot of smokers don't know that there's such a thing as lung cancer screening. Do you find that to be true? 100%
0: and it's not even just patients, it's, it's providers too. So it's easy, you know, when you work at Ohio State, you whether you want to or not, you're going to be made aware of all the newest, you know, evidence, literature guidelines. It can be very, very hard for, uh, a provider in a very busy underserved population to be up to date with brand new stuff, you right. know, on a weekly monthly basis. So with mobile lung cancer screening, uh, it, it, it doesn't just help educate patients it help it helps educate providers. And that's the purpose of, you know, interviews like this, uh, you know, doing health community fairs, that sort of thing, is to get the word out, not just to patients, but to providers. And I always, always, always advocate for patients to speak up for themselves. So if you're listening to this, and you think you meet criteria to be screened for lung cancer, but nobody's ever brought it up to you before, there is zero harm in asking your provider about it. In a worst case scenario, they say, no, you don't quite qualify yet. But that's, you know, not a big deal to be told no right
1: now. And if you do qualify, find a place yes
0: yep and that's there's no you know our our mobile screening over the years will eventually become you know we'll take it all over the state we'll have great you know community fairs we'll have advertisements out there but even if you're not aware of where you can get screened, uh this sounds a little rudimentary but you could just do an any internet search type in lung cancer screening ohio state james and we have a a lung cancer screening phone number hotline that you can call and we can direct you to wherever you need to go basically.
1: Okay do you think that you know mammograms have been around for a while and everyone knows about them like how recent is really the push for lung cancer screening and how long it will take till everyone knows about them just like mammograms and colonoscopies? It, it's
0: we're- a good question and it, we're as each year goes past, I think it's becoming lamer and lamer to use the, well, lung cancer screening is new right. as an excuse with it. Now, it is it is newer compared to mammograms, colonoscopies, but uh, there is no reason in today's day and age with media, Internet, you know, it, all sorts. I mean, how much social media is out there? There's no reason the word should not be disseminated to, you know, the most remote parts of the country uh, that, that lung cancer screening does exist and is proven to be life-saving like there is no way to refute that lung cancer screening is not life-saving
1: wow in addition to the regular warning on cigarette packs they should put something about lung cancer they, they really should they yeah, really should so i'm not
0: gonna fight that battle okay. but they should yeah
1: so i've been in and seen the mammogram mobile unit like walk us through what will what does this unit look like and who who's it staffed by
0: it, it's not much different than a regular ct scanner it's just a i, I don't
1: it's just on wheels <laughs> it's yep it's just
0: the ct scanner on wheels and in a big kind of truck van uh, sort of thing uh and we'll have we'll have personnel there that'll walk you through the process again it's it is so quick um no prep work can wear your street clothes that sort of thing so there's there's this is nothing that you need to lose sleep over uh, there's no discomfort with it. You're you're you can get on with your day, ten minutes after you get your scan, basically.
1: Okay, so you are obviously very passionate about this, yep. and I think I know the reason why. But what's it like now that you're taking it to the next step? You want to educate and make this this available, and now you've, this is a big step. Yep. this mobile unit. So. How's that feel?
0: <laughs> it feels. I mean, we have a lot of work yeah. to do. I, I do think the the mobile screening is a huge step in the right direction. And even right now, I think there, are, I think there's five or six mobile lung cancer screening programs in the country. So we're probably like number six or seven, which is great. Like we're, at, yeah. you know, we're at the the cutting edge of it. But it just goes to show how like there should be. 50 of these, if, if not yeah. more, uh, with it. For whatever reason, lung cancer screening has just lagged way behind other cancer screenings. And uh, it, there, there's so much work to do do with it. But I do think the mobile screening is a step in the right direction. Um, I think our job and one of my main jobs is to just to get the word out there and to advertise the mobile van. We eventually will have protocols in place to make it a very, very, very streamlined process. You know, my hope is that we... You know, we take the mobile unit to a a certain town and there's hundreds of cars lined up just ready to go on through it um, and get our screening guideline or our screening numbers way higher than what they are now.
1: So the goal is to everyone who's eligible to get screened, if they have the the early stages of cancer, catch it, treat them, save their lives.
0: Exactly right. Right? Exactly right. There's no – if you are – the last thing I'll say primarily is if you – do not be discouraged. If you think you qualify for lung cancer screening, but you you live in a you know a remote area, you don't have transportation, uh, you can't take a day off work, that sort of thing. Do not be discouraged because mobile lung cancer screening will be coming to you someday soon uh, with it. And then the other thing I say is, don't let your fears, anxieties of of finding some abnormality deter you or steer you away from getting screened because it is infinitely better to find something before you ever, ever develop symptoms rather than delay things, put things off until, I don't want to say it becomes too late, but before you develop symptoms of something and then things just get a lot more challenging at that point.
1: Yeah. And harder to treat and cure and and we want to avoid that and save lives. Yep. Well, thank you for filling us in, and good luck as you grow and, and go all over the state and, and screen and see people all over. Thanks, Steve.
0: I appreciate it. And stuff like this helps big time get the word out there. <laughs>
1: okay. This podcast is brought to you by The Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Solove Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.